You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Season two, season two, welcome back to season two. I am here with my incredible producers, Alan and Elizabeth. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you two? Go first, Elizabeth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it's midterm season for me, so just trying to make it through, honestly. How is that still fucking happening right now? Midterms in the time of love and cholera. Wait, wait, this, this is like the fall. Shouldn't you just be starting a new year? Is it the fall? I don't know what month it is, it's what day like it is. 60 degrees outside, and I'm very confused because last weekend it was like 80, but I'm just doing what my teachers send me, which is a hell of a lot. God, I feel like we all opened up fortune cookies and the fortune said, God is dead and you're alone. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you? Alan. (laughs) Hi, Alan. I miss you. I miss you. Um, So we have a lot of fun going on. First of all, thank you to our Patreons Mm -hmm. for making this happen. And today we have a special shout out to Christina Francis. Boy, you didn't make me piss. You made me happy. And Dina Zucker, not gonna rhyme that. Then there's Brit. Thank you to the three of you. Um, our special, special new Patreons. We love you. And next time we're going to be doing a healthy shot in your namesake's honor. Does that make sense? <laughs> you were like, ah, uh, and your ah, uh, namesake. Uh, okay, it anyway. You're already right. starting to gag and you haven't even put anything in your mouth. Mmm. Alan, go to timeout. Go to. I'm the funny one here. Okay, you stand up a bit before I slut. Um, now listen, if you want to join us at our Patreon, we have Patreon Zoom parties. Um, there are options where one day, when all of this is over, you can even come to the studio and watch us do a show. What? How crazy is that? Join us at Patreon.com/slash Josh Swallows Broadway. And now I'm really excited because we have. Literally Broadway's darlings on the show today. Um, Two of the best men that I know, two of the best performers that I know. um, And they're also, like Michael Kushner would say, multi-hyphenates. Like, they just do it all. 
and uh, they're also engaged, which makes me really, really happy for them. Okay, so without further ado, the fabulous Wes Taylor and Isaac Powell. Hi, hi. boys. Hi, hi, Joshy. Um, hi, baby. Hi. Isaac, did you know that your fiance played my fiance? So in a way, I played you. I have heard. I have heard this, right? And Little Miss Sunshine? Yeah, I'm actually going to change that on my resume to like, I played Isaac Cole Powell in James Lapine so and Billy Finns. You guys are so much alike. <laughs> yeah. You really yeah. the same person. I know. That's why you wanted to spend so much time with me backstage. See, during Little Miss Sunshine, Wes was still in, was it the final season of your show? Uh, we were planning the second season of It Could Be Worse. So we were like raising all the money and in pre-production. Oh, and then shooting it. Yeah. During, during Little Miss Sunshine, we started shooting it. Yeah. So poor Wes, poor multi-hyphenate Wes is sitting there being a star off Broadway, writing a hit series and like filming it and doing it all. Always doing the most. Always. 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 And there's me backstage. Needy adopted me being like, (laughs) let's play with our noses. And you would be like, leave me alone. (laughs) Like, we almost had to come up with a safe word. Like, if you say Josh red light, that means I'll go away quietly without hurt feelings. (laughs) (laughs) You were my, you were the biggest takeaway I had from that experience. I fell in love with you during that show. Oh my God. It was such fun. It was amazing. Also, it was cool because like, you've been a hero to me since you came on to the scene. And I remember I met you because we had mutual friends, but it would be in passing and I'd be like, Oh my God, that's Wes Taylor. And I don't want to be a dork and be like, you're a genius. Um, But then when we showed up at that first uh, workshop or whatever for sunshine and I was like, I'm playing opposite Wes Taylor. (laughs) Oh my God. No one makes me laugh more than you, Josh. Come on. That's not true. Isaac makes you laugh. He sure does. He really does. <laughs> He's so stupid. Isaac? No one really knows the full extent of how stupid Isaac is. <laughs> I, like they don't. They they think he's like so beautiful and sweet, and he is all those things. But they don't know. They they don't know the idiot that I know. I love that. I love that. Now, how did you two met? When you were, were you teaching at the college in North Carolina or how did you two meet? I I did do, I did like teach a class or two, not yours. But not, not while, not, not at that point. That would have been scandalous. That would have been very scandalous. Professor Taylor wants to see you in his office. But you can tell the story. No, I actually told it earlier when I've already told this story once today. So why don't you tell it? I feel like I've been talking too much. I feel like I'm seeing a fight and I really like it. (laughs) You're about to. This is the beginning. Um, so I was at North Carolina School of the Arts. I was in my junior year in the drama program there. And, you know, all the things that you just said about Wes, I felt as well. Um, having, you know, seen him in Smash and, uh, and uh, following his Broadway career. And there I was just like enamored with him and hoping to one day meet him. All my teachers knew I had a crush on him. And then one day he posted an Instagram picture of the, fr- of, of the front sign on our school and I knew he was on campus. And so I emailed all my teachers and I was like, you must introduce me to Wes Taylor today. Cause it was like an inside joke with the faculty that I was obsessed with Wes. And uh, so we happened to have like an all school assembly that day. And so they, when, when I, uh, 
when I got there, my, my teacher, Tanya Belov, she like motioned me over and introduced us. And then like, you know, 10 minutes later, we're exchanging numbers and, and it all went down. Oh my gosh. That's so fun. Fanboy turned fiance. That's amazing. I was like that too, but with people like Christiane Knoll and, you know, I, I'd be like, oh, you got to introduce me. But I remember, you won't remember this, Isaac, but I met you on the street as you were walking to perform in Once on this Island. I I forget where, if I, I think I was working at the time. Um, yeah, no, I think it was maybe during Groundhog Day. And so I was walking there. I saw you walking to a circle in the square. And I was like, oh, my God, you're Isaac. You're engaged to my friend Wes. Hello. Hi. Or I don't know if you were. No, you weren't engaged yet. I was like, your boyfriend's my friend. And you were like, hi, great to meet you. Um, I'm going to go be a star. Bye. And it was so sweet. But I was like, I think you scared the boy. Well, I, I remember editing uh, the third season of Indoor Boys, and during your stuff, Josh, oh I was sending Isaac the... Just I was, so brilliant. Just so I was just brilliant. sending him your scenes. <laughs> just like, you have to see this. Thank you. Do you know that that is, like, out of everything I've done, that I think is my proudest work? <laughs> you sh- it should be. It should be. You're just- it's just exceptional. It's so extraordinary. See, the scene was... Uh, Wes and Alex Wise were looking for a new roommate and I showed up to be a potential roommate, but it's just this character that I do. It's just this disgusting guy. That's like, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. I'm not gay. I'm not gay, but God, I just need to be touched. Uh, I mean, we wrote, we wrote a cop, you know, we wrote a scene, but you know, he shot it a couple times, but then really Josh, we just, we really just have to keep the camera rolling give him like the color, the tone that we want. <laughs> and we just le- let the cameras roll for about 10 minutes and try not to laugh. Well, getting you and Alex to, and Cody to laugh are like, that to me is the biggest soul food. Oh, it's in it, the world. Honestly, between you and Kathy Fitzgerald, I don't know how, I don't know how we just so together. many brilliant, like guest stars Nathan on that Graham. entire like season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I love you, too. Okay, so you guys met, and Isaac, you finished school there, right? Or did you just, like, did they come to you and say, by the way, you shit unicorns, and you are a star? (laughs) No, no, that's not what happened. No, I did graduate. I graduated um, the following year. So, like, a a year after I met Wes, I graduated. And Were you two still in touch? We were, were still in touch. I would text him all the time, being like, "I need career advice. Like, I don't know anything about the industry." Which is like a great way to stroke that ego for me, and just like, <laughs> just teach me the the ways of the of showbiz and the industry. Um. So yeah, I would text him from time to time. So we stayed in touch. And when I found out that I got once on this island, Wes was like one of the first calls I made. Oh, I was like, "How do I be on Broadway?" <laughs> I don't know how. Can you teach me? <laughs> and I had just, you know, gotten the SpongeBob offer, and I was like, "We're our theaters are going to be three blocks away. Now we must date." That's so. incredible. Yeah, it was kismet. It was just wild. Now I want to hear both of these stories, Isaac. What was your audition process like for Once on This Island? 
So I had a self tape. I had like, I hadn't even moved to New York yet. I was like self taping for a bunch of stuff. Like Telsey would just send me like things to tape for. And one of them was once on this Island. Um, and when, uh, yeah. And then they liked my tape, I guess I showed it to the creatives and um, then they invited me in. They were like, when are you going to be in New York again? And I was doing a show at the Adirondack theater festival, like up, up, uh, up North of the city. And so I came down on my day off. It was like a, I don't remember what day it was. And um, I went in and it was like the whole creative team. I walked in cause they were in the middle of a workshop for it at the time. Um, and I went in and I did the sides and everything. And, uh, you know, they had me like do the Daniel stuff and Nikki James was the reader and I didn't know who <laughs> Nikki was. And I was like, this must be the girl playing team moon. So I was like, if I had known who anyone in that room was, I would have been so scared. Nikki but, James was the reader? Yes. Well, you yes. know she assisted, uh, she was yeah, Michael's she was associate. I, yeah, sure. I know, but still, I, I'd be like, what? Anyway, go on. Anyway, so I do the audition, I sing the song, and then they're like, can you do something from your books? And then I sing something from my book, whatever. And then I left and then i had left my wallet in the room i left smart you know smart so i had to go back and then like casting was like a little curt with me about it and i was really embarrassed because this was like one of my first auditions in new york i think it was the second time i'd auditioned for something in new york and then um and then i left and then went back up and finished doing that show and then like two weeks later i think i got an offer i'm sorry that they were curt to you about that that must have felt like shit it did just because i was like i, I don't know yeah whatever but they're great. I love them. I know. No, me too. Me too. I love, I worship the candy coated ground they walk on. You hear me? Like they're like Bernie's like, oh, I love Don Swallow's Broadway. In my mind, they were probably so curt with me, but you know, knowing what I know now, it probably was not curt at all. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, we experience auditions in, in sometimes a, a very different way than what they actually. So vulnerable. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Hmm. And and when you I, I I don't know if you've ever done this, but I've I've been a reader, you know, for auditions at some you know, and you learn a lot about sort of people's perception on both sides of the table, you know, it's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it a few times and honestly, I was like, oh, this is how you audition. Right. Like if you get the opportunity, I say yeah. do it. It's valuable, yeah. I did have one crazy audition for honeymoon in Vegas. And um, I was waiting to go in and the casting director comes out and he's like, Hey, um, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he's like, great. Um, so, you know, uh, you're rooting with Tony Danza and he opens the door and I was like, what? And there's Tony Danza in the middle of the room being like, hey, lo, 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 lo. there's like 70 million people behind the desk. And I was like, wait, what's happening? And he was like physical in the audition. And I just couldn't play along. I didn't know what was going on. And then when I was singing the song, he was behind the table, gesturing me like wildly, like conducting, being like, yeah, yeah, now do this more, more, more. It was the weirdest audition I've ever had in my life. And the look on your faces is special. <laughs> well, um, we just froze for a second. Yeah, we were just frozen for a moment. Oh, I thought sure that you that two were just like... I thought that you two were oh, like... No, our faces were frozen in astonishment as well. Okay. Because well, we yeah. here it was but like, oh, the- wow, I upset them. 
Oh no, you froze again, but that's okay. I'm just going to continue talking about how much I love you too. Um, so what I'm dying to know, Mr. Isaac, is where were you when you got the call that you were going to be Daniel in Once on this Island? So I was on like a 10 minute break. I was doing uh, a production of Newsies at Pittsburgh Civic Light Opera, which is directed by Ricky Hines. Yes. Directed by Ricky Hines. Yes. So I was on like a 10 from that. I, I had like, you know, there was one of those moments where they were like, okay, everybody uh, just like take two minutes and, you know, go do whatever. And when I did that, I looked at my phone and I had like five missed calls from like my agents, from their office, from their personal numbers. And really quickly, I just like listened to one of the voicemails and it was like, Hey, Isaac, um, just wanted to call and say, wow, this is, this is so exciting. Just give us a call back whenever you can. And when that ended, they were like, all right, break's over. Let's come back. (laughs) All right. And so for the next like half hour waiting for that 10 minute break, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? What's about to happen? And so then on our 10, what? I would have faked an injury right there. I would have been like, oh, my spleen. I got to call a doctor. I don't know what what I was thinking, but I waited until the 10 minute break. And then I ran to like a, you know, an empty bathroom somewhere and called my agent and, and, they, and he told me that I was going to play Daniel and once on the island on Broadway. And I like freaked, freaked out. Wow. Yeah. Who did you call your parents first? I did. I think I called my parents immediately. Um, I told a girl playing Catherine because she was like my bestie that summer. We had done like all the summer stock together that summer. Um, and so I told her first and then I called my parents and I think honestly, Wes was like the next person I told. <laughs> oh my God. And we had kept in touch and we had been flirting and all of the things, but we were not that close. And I was like, Oh, he wants me. I to was know. still playing the game. Yeah. 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 And Wes, your Broadway debut was rock of ages. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and that was during hair, which was my Broadway debut. Talk about us just That's being. Right. Babies back then, you know? Um, And I remember being so infatuated, like, with you and so many other people that during the big Tony rehearsal where we all had to sing Let the Sunshine In, like, I was like, everybody knows Wes, and I just want to say hi, but no, don't do it. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. Well, I'm shy like that with people that I don't know. You're shy? You? With people that I don't know and respect. Wow. Um, and then I let them see the monster. That's right. I got acquainted with the monster pretty quick in Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, you met the monster. The tickle monster. Sure we did. <laughs> <laughs> Wes, with your Broadway debut, like, how did that go down? Uh, yeah, I, um, I did not, you know, I got the, the appointment and I was like, this German boy, I'm like, this is going to be a blonde haired, blue eyed Aryan looking boy. It's not going to be the half Puerto Rican. You know, I just did not think that I fit the type, you know? Um, and also I, I had really, (laughs) I say this, I, I didn't think much of this on paper. Um, no offense to the book writer who is really brilliant. And I was just very stuck up and a snob from, you know, all the Shakespeare I had just done at drama school. And I thought that I was above this sort of, 80s jukebox rock musical and um and i just i just remember like not understanding um what a gift that show was you know um until it was too late you know like i took it for granted i i really i really didn't realize what i was in at the time and it just kept exceeding my expectations you know it kept sort of being this gift that kept giving and i was also like 
nervous when my drama school teachers came that they would look down on this bubblegum trashy jukebox show, but they were just like, this is, this is the work. This is comedy technique. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. We went to very different high schools. Well. Like. No, this your college <laughs> trauma school. Even still. Like my college was. <laughs> we did weird romance. Like that was the big show that we did. Sure. And you do one Shakespeare. So you went right from high school uh, to to hair? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. No. What? Being being adopted, it was just a gift. <laughs> um, you know, and I'm just lucky like that. No, it was terrible. I uh went to I mean, I graduated high school. Nobody thought that I would. Um, true story. And why didn't why didn't anyone think you would? As a terrible student, I didn't mm-hmm. care about anything except theater. And also it was the only thing that I was good at. Yeah. Like I didn't understand math. Eventually my counselor came and was like, Josh, you have to take a math class to graduate. <laughs> There is a math class called consumer math, which is basically like one plus one, you know, how to balance a checkbook. And I was like, sign me up. And I didn't do anything. And the teacher gave me an A because I was nice to him. Wow. Do you remember the movie Dangerous Minds? Mm-hmm. I never saw it. Okay. It's about a bunch of like really, really, you know, down and out kids that are in gangs and stuff. And sure. Michelle Pfeiffer teaches them. It right. was like that, except my town was all rich Mormons. So they were just naughty Mormons. And, oh, and uh, where was this again? Remind me. Poway, San Diego. T- San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And what's your from Florida, yeah? Yes, Orlando. I still can't believe you didn't get into Juilliard. It's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> it's a it's a it's a good party favor. It's a party story. Well, you have so many of them because you were such a serious artist. Yes. And like I took myself very, very seriously. Well, no, but you you are you're an incredible actor you are an incredible writer you have vision like you are a serious artist where <laughs> i make a lot of faces and sounds and it works in my favor now anyway um oh wait where was i going with this you're an artiste oh yeah juilliard do you want the story please <laughs> <clears throat> um yeah i thought <clears throat> excuse me uh sorry just corona Um, that's not funny. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> you can edit that you out. You got the vid. I, um, yeah. So I took myself incredibly serious 
seriously, I thought I was Daniel Day-Lewis. Um, you I are? went to an, an arts high school and I, I just, I was casted in all the lead roles, you know, it really went to my head. So I really thought, you know, Juilliard was going to happen for me. Um, and I went in with that blind confidence with the black turtleneck and black slacks and black jazz slippers. Um, and I, and I, <laughs> I came into the room with, you know, quantity over quality prepared. Um, I had like lots of monologues prepared for backup. So like I did my contrasting two monologues. They asked me, uh, if I had anything else and I was very excited, um, that they asked me that because of course I was ready for that. Question. You were like, do I? Yes. So I was like classical or contemporary. And they said, <laughs> and they said, uh, <laughs> uh, classical. And I said, Shakespeare, Ibsen, and Moliere. And they said, um, uh, Shakespeare. And I said, comedy, tragedy. (laughs) I think they tried to stump me at that point. And they said, history. To which I said, I will be doing Prince Hal from Henry IV. (laughs) And and they honestly, they they cut me off halfway through the monologue, uh, I think, to teach me a lesson. Um, But uh, I did not even get a callback. Like, I did not even... It was it was pretty loud and clear, their message. But also, I probably was terrible. It was just, uh, you know. I doubt you were terrible, but that's, I mean, didn't you take your mother and sister to see Night Mother when you were a <laughs> we're kid? Just, we were yeah. just talking about this, yeah. Yeah, well, we would go to New York to see Broadway shows, and, and they didn't really follow, follow the theater scene like I did. So I would give my, my dad a list of plays that we needed to see. and. Um, yeah, they wanted to see like Mamma Mia, and I was like, "We're seeing Night Mother with Brendan Blethyn and Edie Falco." <laughs> yeah. But weren't you like this too? I mean, I was, but like my first Broadway show was Beauty and the Beast because I wanted to see Susan Egan and Terrence Mann. Oh, and I mean, that, that was my first Broadway show too. When I was like, yeah, a kid, nine. I guess when I was strange, when I was in high school, I wanted to see Beauty Queen of Linan. Oh. I remember a friend from camp got a playbill signed for me and sent it to me in San Diego. And I was like, beauty queen of Linan, even though I had no idea what it was about <laughs> or anything. It's just, just like, love the dark. title. It's like, amazing. Oh. Well, also the woman on the cover, that heavy set woman that played the, the mom, they're like, Oh, what's a call it, Mary? Oh, me poor. Oh. You know, like, I, I, I don't know I anything about this show. So You'll have to I don't look know it the up. image. I don't know. But Isaac, Tell tell them about your your first Broadway show. My first Broadway show was Legally Blonde the Musical, which you saw how many times? I saw it twice on the same day. I went to the matinee and I was so obsessed that I went right back to the box office and bought a ticket to go back that evening. I had been an avid follower of MTV's Search for the Next Del Woods. <laughs> of course. It was my only outlet to the Broadway stage from here in Greensboro, North Carolina. And so when Bailey Hanks won, I was like, I must see her play L. I must see her L. And so uh, my parents, we, we had a trip to New York. My dad's a bodybuilder. And so he had a bodybuilding competition in New York. So he comes up for his bodybuilding competition. He's also a three times CrossFit champion. Am I right? Yeah, wow, he won like yes. the CrossFit championship Good on of you, the world God. or whatever. Three Bananas. Times. Okay, keep going. Yeah. 
Anyway, so we're up there for that like macho sports stuff, and I'm like, well, I'm going to see Legally Blonde, and so I did. And with his bleach blonde hair, yes, I had blonde hair at the time. Um, we all did though at some point. Well, I had yeah. the frosted tips. Oh Lord, yeah, no, we all did at some point. Yeah, there's this great picture of like me. My mom took me like going in, like in the lobby of the palace, like walking into my first Broadway show. <laughs> Um, and then we recreated the picture when Wes was doing SpongeBob at the palace. Oh, God, the palace. Um, uh, that's fabulous. Um, did you know that one of the worst jobs I ever had was passing out flyers for Legally Blonde with Bailey Hanks in Times Square? I had to wear a hot pink shirt and hot pink hat. I looked like the Kool-Aid man on meth. (laughs) I, um, Literally would just walk around Times Square so sad, being like, come see Bailey Hanks and Legally Blonde. Twelve girls, two dogs, get into it. And Horace would come up and be like, are you in the show? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm in the show. Come see me tonight at eight. I'm dead. I'm dead. I got. Did you, ever, did you ever put on those red red tights and do it for Chicago? That was right before Chicago started. That's right before they started doing costumes. Okay. Okay. Um, this was like old Times Square. Uh, in front of the marquee, they were doing White Christmas, and they had this enormous Christmas tree and Christmas music playing. So I would just like dance to the music and like flamboyantly hand out flyers. And then I got really bored and I trimmed the Christmas tree with legally blonde flyers and (laughs) storming up to me comes this man like claiming to be a Nederlander or something being like, who do you think? That's like, sir, you look too young to be a Nederlander, but you do look like you could use some baby Hanks and legally blonde. (laughs) When I got back to Fox Theatricals, oh no! Fabulous casting director Megan Larsh was still working there, and she looked at me with her arms crossed and she said, "What, what, what did you do?" And I was forever banned in front of the Marquee Theater oh my at that God, point. Josh. <laughs> this is great, bro. Great story. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you do when you're down and out in New York City. Wow. Yeah, that's so fun. Maybe I gave you a flyer. Yeah, maybe you did. You never know. Yeah. Um. So, what is it like? Is it hard, in a way, to be in a relationship with somebody in the same profession? Uh. Yes, yeah. sometimes, I guess. I think I think of all the pros that sort of outweigh the cons. Like, yeah. we understand how to talk each other off of the terrible ledges that an actor yeah. can go out on. And, you know, it's also great to have, like, a live-in reader who's just, like, <laughs> really good at that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, especially there are, there are a in lot the of time of Especially in the time of a pandemic when everyone's putting each other on tape and, you know, yeah. you're relying, each other, relying on each other for these things. Um, but yeah, like, like you said, um, you sort of take turns with the whole, um, I don't know, taking care of each other's neuroses and, and, um, building each other back up. You know, it's a, it's a pretty unforgiving business and, um, it's really nice to have someone who's sort of experiencing it in the same way in a different capacity, but understands it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I think that's beautiful. Like one thing that I think I've learned over time and what I tell my students a lot is that the business is so terrible. We have to focus on us being together. Like we are a community. We're not each other's competition. Yeah. And um, because nobody knows what it's like but us. And we all came here with the same dream and there's enough for it to go around and it does. Yeah. Um, but I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to have a guest fan call. And they have no idea that they're going to be talking to you two either. Oh, so fun. stay tuned. That's really great. That's fun. All right, what? Alan. Oh, my God. What? What happened? What happened? What? Um, yeah, so the guest caller has the call in for right now, 6.15. I'm just waiting for them for him to show up. So okay, do, you want, cool. do you want to um, have the two of them pop in as a surprise? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so then we got to remove you now because I have no idea if he's going to show up in the green room. Oh, my God. Look at that beard. Okay, so do we need to rejoin or something? No. No. Now you're gone. Can they still hear you? They can hear us. We cannot hear them. Okay, got you. So we can talk shit about them now. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello. New room. Oh. It's through the door. I'm about to go to dinner with some friends. <laughs> All right. Hi, Max. Hello. Hello. Hey, Max. So what oh, we're going to do is we are going to have um, Alan lead you in i'm gonna start talking and then alan's gonna say this is who our guest is this is their question and we're gonna bring you on and then you'll get to see our celebrity guests okay excited. cool awesome i'm excited too thanks for being here of course thank you for having me yeah of Sweet. course all right well elizabeth goodbye enjoy your dinner bye peace bye, out elizabeth. All right. And then, Max, I'm going to put you back in the green room, so stand by. All right, Josh. Do you hey, think? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Josh Swallows Broadway. Um, anyway, Gulp, I'm here with my beloved producer, Alan. And, Alan, we have a fan call, do we not? We do. His name is Max, and uh, he wrote in wanting to know uh, about how you cope with uh, rejection and other things of the sort in the industry. So I'm going to pop him into the chat here, and I'll let him ask his question himself. So Yay. enjoy. Hey, Max. Hello. Oh Welcome God, to Josh Wallows Broadway. This is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I'm really excited to have you. It's a great question, and I hope that we don't disappoint. And today's special guest to help us with this question are Broadway darlings Wes Taylor and Isaac Powell. Oh my Hi. god. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good to see you. We're good. Yeah. Oh, Max, I like the look on your face. You're adorable. So, how do we deal with rejection in the business, boys? It's a good question. It's a good question because it is very much a part of this this business. Um I would say to focus on the fact that it's almost never personal. Um, it feels incredibly personal all the time because you're putting yourself out there in such a vulnerable way. Right. And so of course um, it feels like they don't want what you're selling, which is you, you know, it's not like you're making a product. You are the product. So of course it feels personal and that is hard to, um, you know, be told no over and over and over again when yourself is the product, right? 
But, uh, you know, I think like the last job that I, that I was auditioning for that I, the last one that I really wanted, um, and you helped put me on tape for it. And I thought it was a really solid audition. Didn't get it. Um, always wondering like, what did I do? What did I not do? What could I have done more? And then you see the person who gets it and it's like someone 20 years older and not your race and not, and you're just like, you know, like it's almost never, it's just like, they're seeing a lot of choices. They're seeing a lot of different types of people and, um, and sizes and shapes and ages and, you know, or they're looking for something very specific and it's like the tiniest thing that they respond to that might have happened right before you uh, with the person who went in the room right before you. I mean, it's all, I don't know. Do you have something to add to this? This is a long winded answer. That was good. That was great. Okay. Um, I like to reframe it not as rejection. So it's not necessarily a rejection because uh, again, like what I said, it's, it's not personal. You know, there's so many other factors that go into it. So it's, it's really easy to get swept up and feel like, you know, everything revolved around you, but it, you know, it really actually has nothing to do with you. And I am a firm believer that what is for you will not pass you by. Mm. So if that opportunity was not yours, it was not yours. Um, And in the same way, you know, the roles that are meant for you, you will get because the ones that are meant for you and the ones that that's really that's really good. Yeah, no one will ever get your role. That's the thing is, it it wasn't yours. You think sometimes, you know, we have a lot of experience with this. So like, when you don't get the part, you're like, but that was mine. Like that was, it was so clearly mine. Like I read it and I responded to it and it felt exactly like me on paper. I hired so, a witch to put a spell on yeah. the act. Like that was mine. Just that one time. <laughs> but it's not yours. It was his. It was the person who got it. That was their role. And it feels like yours so strongly, but clearly it wasn't just in the same way that, you know, you don't think that you're right for another part at all. And then casting decides that you are that part. And you're like, what? I'm not. I'm not this part when, when you were up for Tony in West Side Story, you know, Isaac's half black. We were like, what? But they had other ideas. Thank God. This isn't a great example because I did get that job. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Max, what about you? Are you an actor? I am. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Where are you calling from? Seattle. I love oh, Seattle, oh, one of my favorite much. places, um, and they have a great theater scene there too. Oh yeah. Oh, do yeah. you get Do you get to audition much? Or are you in school? I'm in school. I have auditioned around a little bit, um, not much. I haven't focused. I'm a senior now, um, so I'm starting the whole process of like gearing up for college auditions, which are in January, which is terrifying, like in every way. But yeah, so. Yeah, I see a lot of theater in Seattle. Almost everything that isn't a tour is available through something here called Teen Ticks, which is if you're a teenager, you can just sign up. It's completely free and you get to see, you can get day of tickets to a lot of theater things, a lot of museums just for five bucks for whatever tickets wow. they have available. So everything at the Fifth Avenue, everything at the Seattle Rep, I, unless it's a tour, I go try to see that. And so I sort of learn a lot about theater just by seeing the rest by doing things in my area. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's incredible. Well, especially while going into college and stuff, it's always been my belief that our job is to only give people the best option of us that we can. Um, We can't compare ourselves to others because then we compare and we despair about ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is give them the best option of you. 
And with casting, it's a puzzle, right? As long as we show up and give them a good option, we are respecting the casting director's job saying, hey, thanks for bringing me in. I'm always going to give you a good option. And eventually it's going to be you. There will be many times when it's not. But if you go in there and you're passionate, you're present, you're prepared, and you have a good option, you are being a thousand percent successful. You are doing your job. That is your only job. And the frustrating thing I think about acting is that our job isn't necessarily about booking the job. It's about giving great options. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh my gosh, I sound so profound. <laughs> like, I would date me, maybe. For a day. For a day. <laughs> then I'd be like, you don't look like your pick, Layman. <laughs> I break up with me. Um, that's really cool. So you're a senior. Is your school doing shows this year? I mean, online? An like, online version of-, of Rent Junior? Yeah, actually, that's funny. I was in Rent School Edition last year, back the very last thing I did before theaters closed. I was Mark and Rent. Amazing. Which was wonderful. But yeah. Tell me about the school audition edition of Rent real quick. Do they still have AIDS? Do they have diabetes? Yeah, everything is basically the same. They cut contact, which is like the thing where they're all like, you know. uh But they're being naughty. Yes, which makes sense. And they do cut basically everywhere, but my director was like, the things they used to censor these are horrible. Just say fuck. Go for it. We don't care. So we were allowed to swear on stage. All um, right. It was wonderful. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's actually, as far as school edition shows go, it isn't as bad as some of them. I think that's this is one of the better ones, yeah. I want to do a school edition <laughs> passion. No, we, like- did, we, we, did, uh, we did Les Mis Jr. <gasps> oh, yeah. Yeah. Please tell me who you were. Well, who do you think? Jean Valjean? I was Marius, actually. Oh, well, whoever played Jean Valjean was an idiot. Yeah. I saw their performance. They were an idiot. Isaac, what schools, what shows did you do in high school? We did, um, we were always doing weird shit. Like, my freshman year, we did Almost Maine. Well, uh, that John Cariani uh, wrote. I actually love that. That one has a special place in my heart. And then my life. sophomore year. You were Pippin. I was Pippin. <gasps> oh. And, yeah. Think and about did, the sun. Think about the sun, Pippin. <laughs> um, and uh, we did Much Ado About Nothing. I played Claudio. It's a Wonderful Life. My junior year, I played George and It's a Wonderful Life. And... Uh, yeah. My school was... fucking sucked. We did the boyfriend, the matchmaker, and then I didn't get cast in Bye Bye Birdie. Oh. I've said the story many times, Max, many times. But oh. when I didn't get cast in Bye Bye Birdie, I went straight up to my drama teacher and said, you're going to have to change the name of the show from Bye Bye Birdie to Hello Shitty. And I <laughs> cried and I stormed out of the room. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not really much has changed. Her. I was very upset. I should have been Mr. McAfee, goddammit, not Michael Harriman. (laughs) (laughs) What's Michael up to now, anyway? Nothing. He's a monster. He's an idiot. Um, But, Max, thank you for being with us today. Listen, you have a really exciting year ahead of you. All you have to do is give them a great option of you. And whatever you're doing, you're nailing it, believe me. Just keep keep doing it. Keep watching actors that you love. And every audition is practice. 
And as long as you go in there and give them an authentic version of you, you're nailing it. Yeah, that that makes sense. Thank you. Yeah, Wes Isaac, anything we want to say to our new friend? I just want to say break a leg, like have an awesome senior year. And I know college auditions are so insane. And everything Ross just said is so valuable. And And hats off that you're you're dealing with it now in the middle of this crazy, crazy time to be alive. And still, you know, looking looking towards it with optimism and positivity. I would be um yeah, I'd be nervous, but you seem like in great spirits about this. Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it's like crazy. It's all going to be over zoom or some sort of thing. It's weird, but yeah, I just got to kind of face it dead on. There's nothing else to do. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, whatever you do, follow your bliss. The world is yours, you know? Yeah. Anyway, thank you for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Have an incredible day. And will you keep us posted on your auditions, your college auditions? Great. Just email us and uh, let us know how they go. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much yeah, for having sure. me. Have a great day, Max. Bye, Thank Max. you. Bye. Bye-bye. That was adorable. Wasn't it? Sweet. I wasn't going to be like, tell him the Juilliard story again. <laughs> but um, thank you both very much for being with me today. I love you both so much. I'm so happy that you two found each other. And I'm so happy that um, that I found you two and that we're in the same community. You're the best. Thanks, Josh. You rock. This is really fun. Thanks. And everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Josh Swallows Broadway. Stay tuned for more season two and join us at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Bye, fuckers. Josh Swallows Broadway is produced by Alan Seals, Dory Berenstein, and myself, Josh Lehman, with associate producer Elizabeth Wheelis. And special thanks to our Patreon producers, David Rimmer and Josh Harris. You can join them. All you have to do is go to patreon.com slash Josh Swallows Broadway. Leave a rating. Leave a review. I read them. This is how I continue living. Help me live. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for keeping Broadway alive and swallow you soon. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.